a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot and Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, the 9th of December. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? I'm good. Weekend staring us right in the face. Okay, well, I'm very depressed because I got to see what my beloved Sanibel and Cassia Bell look like. Not very pretty. No, it's going to be, I would say, decades before any of that can come back, if it can come back. For the vast majority of the listening audience who has absolutely no idea what you're talking about, uh, <laughs> that would be on the west coast of Florida. It got hit by a, a hurricane um, yeah. and uh, pretty much wiped out. But, you know, Diane was showing me some of the, the pictures. She was sharing her screen and, you know, showing me some of the before and after photos. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it was gorgeous before. Yeah. But you slap a little aluminum siding on some of those buildings, get a rug doctor in there. It's like it never happened. <laughs> First, you got to put roofs and walls back. Oh, it's technicalities, strange. technicalities. <laughs> Being that it's, you know, straight across the Alligator Alley from from where we are on the East Coast, we used to go there two, three, four times a year. It was paradise. I wanted to eventually move there. Well, that's not happening now. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many alligators during that storm were sitting there thinking, what the crap is this? I know. <laughs> oh, well, shit happens, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. You know, hopefully they'll be able, you know, over the years, they'll be able to rebuild a lot of that. It'll never, you know, I mean, you can rebuild, you can do this, you can do that. It never has the same character as it did before but you know for people that had memories of the uh what you know what used to be there like you do mm-hmm. um you know if they can get some things rebuilt there and get people back over to the island new memories can be made yeah yeah and especially if they build it, things looking like they did like the world famous bubble room on captivo which is attached to Santa Belt just by a little uh, like curved bridge you go over. Um, they are known for their desserts worldwide. And part of it stood three-quarter of it, 
quarters of it is down, but they say they're going to rebuild. Well, good for them. Yeah. So you we'll know, see. I mean, more power to them. Yeah. And you know what? With our governor, if he says we're rebuilding, which he has said, I guarantee you we will rebuild. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes to do some of that and you know what things will look like because not only are the buildings on on Sanibel, you know, just as, as one location to you know, and there's plenty of locations, right. but you know, we'll just just use Sanibel. Not only were the buildings destroyed, but so was the landscape, the trees, the you oh, know, the fauna, God, yes. foliage. So, well, that's what made Sanibel to me like paradise because literally uh, where we used to go was right there on the Gulf and I mean hundreds and hundreds of palm trees and just mag- absolutely magnificent and when I'm looking at the pictures and I'm seeing how few trees are even left the storm well, surge went right over the island it took so many things away I can I can tell you from personal observation the easiest thing to replace are going to be the palm trees um and and i I say that because i lived in phoenix for a number of years and there's palm trees everywhere and they're not native to phoenix and -hmm. if you can plant palm trees all over an area that is physically larger more square miles than los angeles you can get palm trees back on that island. Oh, they're going to get, no, no, that's not the problem. We're going to get, you know, the trees and everything back. The problem is this place, um, Cassia Bell especially, was built in the 1880s, and it was beautiful back in the 1880s. Edison used to go there, Henry Ford used to go there, and a lot of, Famous people at the time, Flagler from Flagler Radio, uh, Railroad, I should say. There's something about how the things age and the size of the things. That's not going to be back for a couple of, you know, at least a decade, I would say. Uh, Yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, but I do have, you know, faith. Governor DeSantis said, we are rebuilding and... I think when he says something, you can count on it. You know, yeah, I I agree. Uh, it's it's going to be a big undertaking, but you know, uh, people down there are pretty resilient. They have to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because things like this tend to happen when you live in you know hurricane prone areas. Even though the West Coast isn't really prone to hurricanes, but you know, well, eventually has- one will get you. No, it has over the past decade or so. This, I believe, is the third hurricane that's hit the West Coast. But the others were not at this intensity. This was a four bordering on a five. I think it missed being a five by about five miles per hour. So the devastation on the West Coast is absolutely mind-boggling. It looks looks like a war zone. It could give Ukraine a good run for its money at this point. (laughs) Wow. Well, yeah. well, you know, good luck to uh, to the people down there, and you know, it's it's not just the tourist destination of Sanibel. It's 
Coral Gables. It's, oh, no, uh, Sanibel is mostly private homes. Well, Parts yeah, but, it, you, know. you know, people love to go there and they, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying, I, there, there's a lot of people, not not just Sanibel Island, but there's a lot of people along that West Coast. Sure. They're going to have a, a, you know, a tough time uh, and a long road ahead of them, but uh, they'll yeah, get there. So they'll get there. It, it, the devastation starts basically from Naples and goes all the way up to um, past Sarasota into the bordering of Tampa. I mean, it's it's just devastating. But when you realize how many memories, how many times you've been there, and um, when you live right across the alley, you could go over, be over there in an hour and a half. You know, yes. so it's it's kind of like the outskirts of your neighborhood almost and you're like oh my god this could have been and if it had gone and swerved let's say a little further south and turned eastward that would have been us you know i can <laughs> so drive an, i can drive an hour and a half to the west and i'm not even out of my own county <laughs> maybe so. two hours but yeah it, we're talking you know when you live in florida we don't have the the mass transit per se like the northeast and all of that so everything is with cars so you know two hours is nothing an hour and a half is nothing you know that type right. of thing right but you know i'm saying I, I live on the east end of my county i can drive to the west end of my county it's all highway so it's all 65 miles an hour but it right. takes me two hours to get to the other end of the county yeah but look at it this way look at all the deer you get to cull you know i'll, t- I'll tell you what uh i luckily i have not hit any yet my wife on the other hand uh has collected four um my my neighbor next door uh just about two weeks ago he collected one um uh, my neighbor across the street about three and a half weeks ago uh she collected one uh she got the insurance settlement on her car. She got a, a different car and promptly hit another one. <gasps> they should have signs. Do not drive here. You're <laughs> deadly. I mean, you know, deer hunters, next year, you, you need to populate north central Nebraska. <laughs> and Trim. you don't even have to shoot the deer. You just have to drive into them. Yeah, just just drive up and down the highway. You'll You'll get plenty. I mean, oh my uh, God, that's so terrible. Thin the herd a little bit, please. Um, <laughs> folks, we got a lot of stuff to talk about other than this uh, tonight. Let's start with Kristen Cinema, who at about 6 o'clock Eastern time this morning dropped the bomb that she's left the Democrat Party. And of all things, she did it on Jake Trapper's show. He's CNN, but he's kind of a... <sighs> moderate leftist if you want to I, say. you know you might think so i think he's a, a screwy louie liberal but yeah but he's she, not uh, as bad as some some of them so she dropped the bomb on that right and um i it, it's not unexpected that she did this she became an independent folks and um we're getting conflicting reports. Some say she's still going to caucus with the Democrats. Others say she's not. So there's no definitive answer on that. But the fact is, she did say she will work 
with who she thinks is right on a particular issue. Well, and Cinema has voted against Democrats on a number of issues and sided with the Republicans. You know, Cinema's an interesting character. I mean, senator from the state of Arizona, mm-hmm. and you know she uh, she left the Dem- and I, I kind of think it's like Tulsi Gabbard. She didn't really leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left her. Right. Um, she just she just couldn't take the hypocrisy and the nonsense anymore. Uh, she was hearing uh, too much blowback uh, from her constituents uh, in state of Arizona. But you know she she's going to caucus with the Democrats basically because she wants to keep her committee assignments. Do you honestly think they're going to let her keep the assignments? I don't. Well, see, that's the question I had. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, right now they hate her. The Democrats yes. hate her as much as they hate Tulsi Gabbard. You know, and I and I don't think I'm using that term as flippant. You know, no, they, you're they, using it right. Yeah, they literally hate her right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if if they strip her out of the um, assignments that she had for committees. Will she continue to caucus with the Democrats? Now, that's that's where the confusion comes in. Right. And if she doesn't caucus with the Democrats, means that uh, 5149 will become 5050 again. Yeah, it's it's a real interesting situation. You know, it it doesn't happen very often that, uh, you know, one person leaves a party that way. Uh, but when it does, they always tend to caucus with the party they just left, which makes it, to me, seem like a soft leaving. So it's not its not a hard, dry cut, I'm out of here. Right, because remember when Joe Liber- Lieberman did that and he became an independent, he sided with the Republicans on many issues and spoke out against Democrats on other issues. And Kristen Sinema could end up being like that she could i don't know if she's got the fortitude to be like that because you know lieberman had been around for a long time and uh you know when he he had always crossed party lines right 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 you know he he had common sense okay Mm -hmm. you know and when he left the democrat party and and yet caucused with them he did it in such a way that hey i'm not always going to agree with you you know, and, and there's going to be times I'm going to take the other side. But he had been around for so long. You know, he was he was well respected in the Democrat Party. I'm not sure Kristen Cinema has has ever been as respected in her party as Joe Lieberman was. Oh no, no, she's always been considered kind of like um, an outsider in a way because she has voted against the party. But my question now is, and I know how you feel, and I don't quite feel the same way as you do, but will this give Joe Manchin the final guts and backbone he needs to do the same thing? Because remember, he's getting a lot of blowback (laughs) from West Virginians because of Biden's statement of cutting our, you know, coal, coal issue completely. Will this be the push to get him to do the right thing? No, um, I, I, I don't disagree. see. I don't see any way 
that he's going to leave the Democrat Party. Now, he's made um, fools of the Democrats before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, he has you know, voted against them and with the Republicans before. But right. every time you and I, over the years, have thought, hey, this might be the thing that pushes Joe Manchin over to the right side of the aisle, it never happens. You know, at, at the last minute, at the last minute, he always caves. He remains a Democrat uh, and and uh, winds up stabbing the Republicans in the back. Now, yeah, he's voted with the Republicans every once in a while. But when it comes to the big things, I mean, the big things, we always think, hey, Joe Manchin, you know, Joe Manchin might might actually save us on something. Nope, never happens. I, I am firmly convinced that joe manchin will ride this out as long as he can and never leave the democrat party i'm not i'm not so sure of that because nothing has affected west virginians as much as biden's statement about cutting coal completely and he's getting a lot of blowback a lot of flack from his constituents about it. Remember, he's a Democrat in a Republican, basically a Republican conservative state. So he needs to appease them. Well, I'm not saying he'll become a Republican by any means, but this might push him to become an independent. Because first you have Tulsi Gabbard, although she's no, you know, no longer in office, she set the ball rolling. And I think down the road in the House and their Senate, there might be a few more. There there could be. I don't think Manchin's going to be one of them. The, the real question I have with Manchin is not whether or not he'll become an independent, but will he run again? Because if he decides not to run again, it doesn't matter. What his constituents say and the blowback they're providing right now doesn't matter. Well, the last I read about it, he does have a challenger that wants to challenge him. And back when um, I had found that out about a couple of weeks ago, he said he was running again. They all say that. They all say that, you know, but when the time comes, we'll see. Yeah, but I, I I still have hope that Joe Manchin in the very end is going to do the right thing. I don't uh, know why, but I just do. I've well, listened to some of the things he said. I've researched where he sided with the Republicans, and I just have a feeling he might very well become an independent. You know, hope springs eternal. I have grown too cynical uh, about Joe Manchin over the last few years that, uh, yeah, I hope you're right. I, I really do. I hope you're right. I hope he. I hope common sense sets in, and he says, "You know what? This party, I I can't represent this party of hypocrites and liars and cheaters and this and that, and um, and and takes a powder from the party." But I just don't see it happening. But um, listen, we've got about ten minutes left in this segment, and folks, nobody has followed this story closer or more fervently. Then Diane's story. Oh, please. <laughs> she, uh, every single day, she gives me updates. But Brittany Griner is back on U.S. soil. Well, folks, just so you know, Craig is 
full of BS. <laughs> but anyway, this story has made me so angry because this woman is, she's an American hater. She takes a knee. She refuses to put her hand over her heart, do the Pledge of Allegiance. She she is everything that is bad about this country in one big, tall package. And the fact that we have her back on American soil just makes me sick. As far as I'm concerned, she should have stayed and rotted in a Russian jail. You know, I I got to tell you, you are not alone. I, I'm rowing the same boat in the same direction as you, but there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of people on social media that feel exactly as you and I feel. I have not seen, even from Democrats, much joy over that trade. And... Uh, you know, and, and that's what really stinks about this whole deal. Not not that we didn't get uh, an American back uh, from the Russians. I mean, that's good, you know, but it's how we it's did it. It's the wrong American, Craig. There's another well, it, American there. That's what I'm saying. It's how we did it. We traded one of the worst people on earth, one of the most dangerous people on earth, an international arms dealer and arms smuggler who mm-hmm. has facilitated deals that have killed many, many, many Americans. Yes. And we we took that POS, and we put him on a plane and said, not give us back our U.S. Marine, but give us back our basketball player, our, our CBD oil addicted basketball player. Really? Well, I was so mad about this that um, yesterday I put up a meme, what Joe Biden did by trading Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, a.k.a. the merchant of death for America-hating, America-defaming Brittany Griner, while leaving retired Marine veteran Paul Ruland to rot in a Russian jail is paramount to aiding and abetting the enemy, in my opinion. I strongly believe that what Biden did is exactly what Obama did for that traitor Bo Bergdahl. Six Taliban, he let go Taliban generals who went back in the field to kill Americans, but we got a traitor back. That's the same thing in this case. I am so angry about this. Well, I'm going to be doing a piece on this because I'm just fuming. This is, I'm sorry, aiding and abetting the enemy because the man that's going back, this Victor Bow, he's going to be dealing again. He's going to be making sure Americans get killed again. And here's something that was just found out. If any of you have seen the video of the exchange of prisoners on the tarmac, yeah, they cut out about 15 seconds of the video, the videos that are being shown, where each party goes towards each other and their respective captors, if you want to call them, shake hands. Well, in the video, Grenier, Griner, whatever you want to call her, um, she actually shook his hand. Yeah, I, you know, 
Look, here, I'm going to put a finer point on this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the United States has given Ukraine over $100 billion to fight Russia in a war. And then we give an international arms dealer back to Russia? Mm-hmm. What in the hell are we doing? I mean, you look at it that way, it makes even less sense. I mean, we're, we're, we're supposedly trying to help Zelensky win the war against Russia, and we, we supply Russia with the world's most dangerous arms dealer and smuggler known as the Merchant of Death? It's so angering. I, uh, this woman belonged in jail. She should have been kept there. Our Marine should have been the one on that plane. And this is, I'm sorry, Biden aided and abetted the enemy because he's going to be back out in the field. Why the hell is it well, someone in Congress or someone in the military calling for his arrest? You know, here's, here's the thing. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, liberals, but you're getting this 100% wrong. President Trump had the opportunity to trade this arms dealer, the merchant of death, for the Marine. And President Trump looked into this thing and said no. Now, the liberals are trying to make this out to me. Well, see, President Trump didn't care about the Marine. No. What President Trump didn't want to do is put a dangerous, the most dangerous person on the planet back out on the street exactly exactly what we should do and biden's talking about more trades with russia that's scary right then and there okay yes we want our marine back but we want our marine back on our terms not on putin's terms who the hell is biden to cater to putin it's biden and when i say it's biden i mean it's obama Exactly. Hey, Bo Bergdahl, uh, Brittany uh, Griner, it's the same pieces of crap that we're getting back. Now, uh, on a different note on the Griner situation, if, if it was at all possible, I would have made sure when her plane landed in Texas in the dark of night, that there was a massive marching band there playing the national anthem. This is the woman who said, I don't think the national anthem ought to be played at at basketball games. I would have made sure that that whole airfield was covered in American flags and that the national anthem would have been playing at, at a volume that you could hear from the edge of space. You want to know something? Actually, I think that's, that's um, wrong for the simple reason she would probably get down and take a knee. This woman is is garbage as far as I'm concerned. And what gets me even madder is the liberals, Hollywood, you know, the whole elite of that sort. They're going to do movies about her and book deals and she's she's going to make out like a, a you know, a queen. Oh yeah. Over this, this is like we're going to have Saint Brittany, like we had Saint George Floyd. 
it's going to be the same thing. You can see it coming. Exactly. You this can is see it sickening. Coming. You know, um, the wrong deal. I mean, this was the worst deal since the Iran nuclear deal. You know, I mean, you, you, you don't trade ostensibly the worst person on the planet for a basketball player. Now, was, was Griner grabbed up by the Russians uh, in some, you know, weird situation? No. She went over there to play basketball with her team, and before they left, the team was told, don't you be taking any drugs with you. Right. Okay? And that includes, and they gave a list of stuff. Well, CBD oil was on the list, and what was in Griner's bag? CBD oil. Exactly. You know, not not only is she an American hater, she's a moron. A you, you don't, moron, yes. Yeah, you, you don't go into a foreign country with stuff in your bag that they will arrest you and put you in jail for? I have a question, Craig, and I want an honest answer. Would Biden have gone out on a limb for her if she was white? No, is well, my answer. I, if that's the only criteria, probably not. Okay. But the fact that, that she's a lesbian, uh, you know. Fits the fact, his agenda. All it, this is part of his agenda. It ticks off the boxes. All you know, of the boxes. she's LBGTQ plus, you know, whatever color. that means. She's mm-hmm. woke. Um, the color of her skin. Uh, and, you know, flaming liberal. Now, uh, had she been all those things and been a conservative, she'd still be over there. Of course she would. You know, I mean, we all know that. Of so, course she would. She's know. going to become the standard bearer because he's losing the Hispanic vote as more and more Hispanics are becoming Republicans. She's going to become the standard bearer for all the boxes checked. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's just what it is. But... She's back on American soil. The uh, merchant of death is back to being the merchant of death. Uh, And uh, look out, because that guy is going to wind up being responsible for the deaths of more Americans. More stuff on Joe Biden's head, aiding and abetting. I wish the military had the guts to call for his arrest. I do, too. Folks, we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take that coveted bottom of the hour break, get a couple of station IDs. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about inflation and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot to say on both those topics. So stay with us, folks. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. 
guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the Nash. What? I dropped something right on the computer. That was that bang you're going to hear in your thing. Okay, I was wondering what that was. I was, I was, yes. I was trying to ignore it, but thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you miss any part of the show, including the bang, uh, Diane dropping, I don't know what, uh, on her computer. Um, all you got to do is go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and... We and the bang will all be there. Yes, the big bang. <laughs> the big bang. Uh, not in theory, in reality. Right. <laughs> so, Diane, inflation numbers came out again. Now, we know that uh, the White House, uh, your your uh, dear, sweet, lovable Uncle Joe and, and Karine Jean-Pierre and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whole assorted regime, they will tell you flat out, you know, hey, look, this inflation, it's not that bad. It's transitory. It's at 0%. You know, don't get your panties in a wad over inflation because it'll soon be gone and we're, we're dealing with it. We, hey, we, plas- we passed the Inflation Reduction Act after all, right? Right. Just because you pass something doesn't mean it's working. You know, I mean, hey, look. Uh, you know, they, they don't want you to focus on inflation because, you know, it's bad. They did it. They're blaming it on everybody else. You know, it's Putin's fault. It's this person's fault. Hell, Janet Yellen came out about a week ago and said, it's your fault, ladies and gentlemen. It's your fault because they did such a great job in handling the pandemic that when the crisis was over, you went out and splurged and bought things like a grill. Well, Janet Yellen has, you know, her. you know where her brains are. Well, that's because uh, I know where her head is. Yeah, that's what I meant. She's totally clueless to reality. And you want to know something? The fact that the index, the inflation index went up again. You know who's really to blame for that? Any person that voted for joe biden yes exactly those numbers came out and by golly the the numbers have risen again and wholesale prices have gone up um, a lot more than and and, you know when you hear the numbers you kind of go well that's not very much well it's a whole lot it's a whole lot this is the ppi the produce 
um, index, producer index. This is very serious, folks, because it actually went up to 7.4%. They were predicting hopefully only 7.2%. They got it wrong. Again. Again. You know, and when the wholesale price index rises, everything goes up. Everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, not everything. Stock market sometimes goes down. Tell me about it. (laughs) You don't don't want to know what goes on in my house when that four o'clock bell goes off and I'm sitting there cursing at Joe Biden. (laughs) I've I've been a, a party to that via Skype. In the past, oh yes, <laughs> and it's I can't. Pleasant, folks. It, no, it's 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 ugly, uh, but, but it's deserved. Across, you know, in millions of homes, <laughs> right? It's it's not just you, um, no. you know. And so now, what we get to do is we get to buckle down and we get to listen to Corrine Jean Pierre and Joe Biden and Janet Yellen and and whoever else trot their their you know little selves out there and tell us no this this isn't bad meanwhile people across the country me you ladies and gentlemen um we're hurting you know it's uh well well, gas prices are coming down okay but they're still a lot higher than they were when president trump was in office um you know so don't tell me how gas prices are coming down when they're still high uh, and, and don't tell me inflation isn't really anything to get our panties in a wad about. You know, people are having a hard time filling the pantry in their house. Yeah, well, here's one example. What they call the increased cost for final demand goods, as in fresh fruits and vegetables and dried goods and everything, they went up by 38.1% in November, with the price of eggs and meats also increasing. In other words your staples for life. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had to go to the grocery store, and one of the things I had to buy was a dozen eggs. Now, it wasn't that long ago, around my part of the country, you could get a dozen eggs for a buck twenty-five. dollars Okay? $5 for a dozen eggs. And my question is, when did those damn cluckers join a union? <laughs> That's a good one. That I, I like that one. How about loaf of bread four twenty nine? I mean, this this is bread. You know, yeah. it, it, it bread sliced bread, the neatest thing since unsliced bread. Right, <laughs> and and now it's up to those kind of figures. I, I mean, mean holy this crap! Is, this is ridiculous. I mean. Ice cream over seven dollars for you know the little square. What are they? Half a, uh, not half a gallon, a, a, pint, a pint or something. A pint, a I mean, pint this of ice is, cream. I mean, this is ridiculous, folks. Milk has gone up. Um, all produce has gone up. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Try buying fresh, you know, orange juice, not concentrate. You're talking seven, eight dollars now for a container. I mean, this this is getting nuts. Yeah, and and a, a tub of margarine, same price, seven, eight dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's freaking margarine. It's not even real butter. But uh, you know, uh, uh, 
Methuselah stands there and lies bold faced to the American people. I mean, I, I'm standing there in the dairy aisle, and I thought, you know, maybe I should get some butter. You know, and, and when I say butter, I mean margarine, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there looking at it, and I'm looking at the prices, and I'm thinking, I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's eight bucks. <laughs> and by the way, when I say Methuselah, folks, I think you all know who I mean. <laughs> yes, I, I think we all do. Um, but, it, you know, it's not just stuff at the grocery store. I mean, look, we're, we're, you know, a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. And if you're going out Christmas shopping, um, everything uh, that you're buying, and I mean everything, right right down to the little tiny stocking stuffer things. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy crap. Well, here's something really funny. You know, uh, I mean, I swear, God, I, swear to, I swear to God, I'm going to slap an elf. <laughs> Well, you know the dollar stores that are all over the country? Oh, yeah, we got them here. Okay. Yeah. Well, now they're no longer dollar stores. They're $1.25 stores. <laughs> and, and up. And you up, know, right. I mean, this, this it's getting out of control. And according to economists who have common sense, they say this isn't going to abate anytime soon. No. Hey. But uh, all these people voted for Biden, so I don't want to hear any Democrat, any liberal complaining about anything. You voted this crap in. Now, guess what? You learn to live with it. Well, and it's what Diane and I have always said. You know, when, when these grand liberal ideas get voted in, right, the liberals mm-hmm. think, oh, we got those conservatives now. Well, no, it's not just conservatives. Everybody has to live with that crap. And it's it's affecting liberals and Democrats as much as conservatives. Yeah, but who cares what they think about it? They voted for it. Let them live with it. Yeah, but, it, it, you know, if that's my attitude, well, they voted for it. Let them live with it. I have to live with it, too. Well, you don't have a choice. You know? I mean, folks, you got dogs and cats that live in your house? Have you seen the price of dog and cat food lately? Oh, how about twelve ninety nine for a bag of cat treats? Crazy. You yeah. know, and and if if you're like Diane, you know, with, with Diane's cats, if they don't get their treats at the appointed hour, there will be death in the house. <laughs> they will kill Mine Diane and spoiled. eat her. Yes. <laughs> They have to have their certain treats, the freeze-dried salmon and chicken, twelve ninety nine a bag. And they See, go through it like it's candy. Every meal has to have one on, you know, as the topper, the cherry on top. I mean, it's pathetic. But cat food in general, when you can get it, is ridiculously priced. See, I never got my cat started on cat treats because... Basically, I value my own life, <laughs> you know, and there will come a day if I ha- if I ever started them on them, there would come a day when I would run out and then Diane would be doing this show by herself. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> I'll buy you some treats. No, I'm joking. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, but you know, this, these numbers, you know, you say, well, you know, they were expecting 7.2% and it came in at 74 That's not such a big deal. Yes, it is. It is. 
you know, people think, you know, 0.04 is, you know, chicken feed. But when you're in a grocery store and, you know, bills that were shocking, like 250 a week are, are now suddenly over $300 for the same things every week, the same oh. items go up and up and up. Yeah, it's not chicken feed. And by the way, have you seen the price of chicken feed? The price of chicken feed isn't chicken feed anymore. $15 for a chicken? Oh, my God. You know? Holy crap. (laughs) Well, folks, listen, we've got one more topic, and we've got to cover this tonight. And I wanted wanted to leave a, a fair amount of time to do this. Elon Musk and the Twitter Files Part 2 have come out, and right now, even as we speak, the first part of Part 3 is being released. Yes, it is. But Part 2, you know, um, concerns something very interesting. 1.5 billion users will be removed from Twitter within the coming weeks. Plus, he's adding some new features, which will allow you to track, basically, who's uh, responding to your treats, tweets, if you will. I'm still thinking of cat tweets. <laughs> um, it, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Well, I do too. And, and the proof of that is liberals have their panties wadded up over Big this. Time. They're They're saying right now that Elon Musk is the worst employer on the planet. And why are they saying that? Because he expects his employees to work. Yes. <laughs> I and mean, he seriously. To be fair, he expects them to be fair. If I was Elon Musk, I think I'd march into Facebook's office, sit down, look Zucky right in the face, and say, You're as guilty as Twitter is. You either clean up your act now, or I'll be buying you. You know, it, it's it's a remarkable thing what he's done, and he's nowhere near finished doing it. Right. You know, uh, part two is out, and part two really was mostly about shadow banning. Now, Diane, right. you you and I, I mean, you know, we're we don't have the kind of Twitter following that you know a, a guy like Dan Bongino has. Right. You know, right. I mean, we're not we're not at that level. I mean, let's be honest, but. You know, we talk about shadow banning because we know people who have been shadow banned. Personally, we know people, including us, you know. Um, And every time we talk about it, liberals are like, ah, you're you're nuts. It's not happening. It's a conspiracy theory. You're, You're crazy people. Well, no, it was actually happening. Now, to make it worse, the former CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, Mm -hmm. sat in front of Congress a couple of years ago and told him, no, 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 there is no shadow banning at Twitter. Well, apparently there was. Now, the question becomes, did he even know it? You know, he he was, I don't know if he still is, but he was a real pothead, basically. And he made a fortune you know, by coming up with this whole Twitter concept and everything. And, uh, uh, you know, now it seems like he was the titular head of the company, but he wasn't running the company and things were kept from him. 
And he's claiming he didn't know a lot of this was going on. Was he too high not to know a lot of this, or did he really not know? Yeah, I mean, it, it could very well be that other people at Twitter were just hiding it from him, too. Right. You know, and, and part of that apparently is coming out in this part three, um, because Matt Taibbi, the guy that put out part one, he says in part one of the third installment, which dates from October 2020 through January 6th, um, we will show you what is what hasn't been revealed, the erosion of standards within the company in months before J6, decisions by high-ranking executives to violate their own policies, and more against a backdrop of ongoing documented interaction with federal agencies. And that's right. another big part of Part 2, Diane, is the fact that that laid bare the uh, the entire situation with intel agencies federal agencies various ones including the fbi right yeah well you know what we think of the fbi they're as corrupt as anything right now not the rank and file guys but the hierarchy well and and they all need to go and when you look at these twitter files especially part 2 there is no denying that the Biden administration several government agencies several government law enforcement agencies including the FBI were all in on censoring Americans now the last i looked that is illegal well of course it is it's not the job of the FBI or any of those other uh, alphabet organizations to be big brother. They don't have the right to censor or silence anybody. No, Nobody it, it, has that right. Remember the First Amendment? Nobody has the right to to sentence, uh, silence you because they don't like what you're saying. Now, if if a private entity decides that you can't say what ever it is you want to say there's no law against that okay but there is a law that prevents government entities from right. putting pressure on private entities to shut you the hell up exactly. and that and that is exactly what was going on at twitter and i guarantee you it's going on at youtube google Facebook, and just about any other social media or general media platform, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, newspapers, newspapers the New York Times. I mean, I don't care, you know, Time Magazine, I don't care what, what liberal publication or liberal platform you're talking about. These same government agencies have been putting the pressure on them to shut we conservatives the hell up, and it's illegal and heads need to roll into jails you know freedom of speech you don't have to agree with what someone says but they have a right to say what they want to say the only speech that's banned by the constitution is is speech that incites violence right now how many times has blm incited violence and the left doesn't say one word about it. No, they were never deplatformed. But if you or I went on to Twitter or went on to Facebook and we said, you know, masks don't work. 
Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah. boom. You, you're deplatformed, you're shadow banned, you're, you're restricted, uh, you're mm-hmm. sent to Facebook jail. You know, now, the BLM can call for burning a city to the ground and nothing happens to them. But let a conservative right. say, you know, I think parents should have a say in their children's education. And holy crap, you're a domestic mm-hmm. terrorist. Hey, I know firsthand from Facebook, I'm up to 48 uh, jailings, bannings, dropping to the bottom of the feed because Facebook didn't like what I had to say. These things are going on to us regular people all the time. Now, but but now we have a champion in Elon Musk that's willing to take on these organizations. Well, and thank God, you know, and yeah. I I happened to catch a little bit of Hannity last night and he had dan bongino on i love dan bongino that was great yes and you know uh dan bongino has a show on fox called unfiltered and boy was he unfiltered last night because hannity asked him a very simple question at the top of the interview what do you think of this you know part two of the twitter files and the uh, you know laying out there the truth about shadow banning and dan bongino said you know what you got there is some real Soviet-style bullshit. Right. I mean, he just he, said it flat out. on Fox and Friends this morning, too. He was on fire. He was on fire last night. He was on fire this morning, and for good reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and, and he is profusely thanking Elon Musk for doing what he's doing. Well, Elon Musk came out with a statement today, and I've been saying this, other people have been saying this statement, but it carries a lot of weight when a man like Elon Musk says it. And what he said is, no man, no official is higher than the Constitution. Yeah. And I mean, that that tells you a lot. I mean, you're talking about a first-generation immigrant. To, these, to this country. He's a first-generation American citizen. Right. You know, but and he knows such- more about the damn Constitution than any of those yahoo liberals that have been elected to Congress. But it also shows you how many people in our country do not understand the words of the Constitution and what they mean. Well, but, but there's a reason for that, and it's because of liberal indoctrination in public schools. They don't teach it anymore. Of course, you know, civics isn't taught, American history isn't taught, but if you want to know how to change your gender, yep, you're in the right place. Exactly. Exactly. It's sad. It's now, sad. You know, we don't know how much more is to come in the Twitter files, but I guarantee you there's a lot. And uh, right now, I know Senator Tom Cotton is taking notes. I know that uh, Senator or uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is taking notes because there will be hearings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I I just want to say in relation to hearings and surrounding type things, I have to say congratulations to Marco Rubio because he came out and said, what is wrong with our Republican Party? We need new leadership. Right. Absolutely. In other words, he is saying, we've had enough of Mitch McConnell and that motley crew, they need to go. 
Yep. And that took a lot of guts to say that. I know we all say it, but to have it said, you know, by a sitting senator, that's pretty big. Well, and, you know, things like things like that are going to have an impact. You know, but yes. but things like the Twitter files are also going to have an impact because oh, a huge impact. You know, it's like I said, it's going on at every major platform and news outlet in the country. The same damn thing. Now, I've got an article coming out next Tuesday uh, that deals basically with part one and maybe touches a little bit uh, on part two. But when we come back from our Christmas break at the beginning of next year, I'm going to do a deeper dive uh, into parts two and three and whatever else comes out between now and then. Right. And, and next Tuesday, I'm taking on my article is in defense of the Constitution. Those are I'm two articles. Gonna leave it, I'm going to leave it at that. And my comeback article is going to be about Biden's traitorous actions in regard to Brittany Griner. Griner. Say it. Griner. 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 Her name, to me, it's Griner. G-R-I-N. Griner. Griner. That's how much respect I have for this woman. I don't care what I call her. And uh, also a parallel between Obama's actions in the past and Obama and then Biden's actions in the present folks they're one and the same yeah see if you can tell the difference yeah you know I'm telling you next Tuesday this coming Tuesday those are two articles you do not want to miss you do not want to miss that show you do not want to miss those articles either at Diane's blog the patriotfactor.blogspot.com or my blog the nationalpatriot.com yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're keeping a close eye on this whole thing and I hope I hope Elon Musk has great security around him. I do too. He even put out a uh tweet that he he was worried someone's going to take a pot shot at him. You know, well, but uh, let me just say it's too late. Okay, because all of this, all of the stuff that's coming out in the Twitter files has already been handed off. Um, and, you know, uh, but but I hope he's got good security. The, the biggest thing in part two was the fact that the FBI was directly involved. And they were involved through what, a former counsel to the FBI, Jim Baker, who then became the counsel to Twitter. Right, he I was mean, the FBI's sense, folks. He was the FBI's inside man. Exactly. You know, I mean, good God, Makes this is no sense. This thing gets more messed up by the minute. But at least we're getting the truth. Yes, finally. And for those keeping score at home, it's now conspiracy theorist seventy-five, liberal zero. <laughs> we've been right about everything yes we have you know well diane listen we've come to the end of the show yeah fast hour it is a fast hour folks if you missed any part of it all you have to do is go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning click the podcast button and you're one of the pod people just like that yeah. 
Now, Craig, do you think I'm going to need security after my article on Tuesday? <laughs> you might. You might. <laughs> we'll talk about that Tuesday after uh, your segment's over. Yes. Yes. Some aren't going to like what I'm going to say. All right, guys. Well, have a good weekend and nighty-night. Have a great weekend, folks. We'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.